Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this episode of Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, the points guy. And today I am in sunny Fort Worth, Texas at the absolutely beautiful new headquarters of American Airlines. And I am so excited to announce that I have Bridget Blaze Shemai as my guest today. Bridget just so happens to head the world's largest loyalty program, Advantage. So I'm excited to just talk to her today about all things Advantage and, you know, working at American Airlines. Bridget, thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, Brian, thanks for having me and welcome heartily to Skyview here in Fort Worth, Texas. We're delighted to have you here at our new headquarters. Let's just talk about this headquarters. I mean, it is truly when you walk in, there's a huge engine in the ceiling. It well, engine sort of design. This is like an aviation geeks dream headquarters. And actually, it's just so light and airy, even if you're not a plane geek. You must love working here, right? Well said, Brian. I think it really can, um, and it does, draw in those who are aviation enthusiasts with a whole host of sculptures or wall treatments or ceiling treatments in the in the space of the engine that you're referencing. And then those who may be excited about the industry but don't necessarily have to have a 757 engine in the walkway or the oversized seatbelt do find it also super inviting in its open space and the white walls and the, the use of glass that allows the sun to come. In, just all very, you know, motivating to be around even more so. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, the American culture over the years has changed. So, you know, several, what is it, six years ago, you, you know, merged with U.S. Airways. You were legacy American Airlines, correct? That's right, Brian. How do you describe, like, what is the culture of the 2020 American Airlines? So what I would offer, you know, as the AAL, where, you know, AMR and U.S. came together and formed this wonderful company, we are really striving to create an environment where we've got all 130,000 employees feeling like we're moving in one direction, and that direction is upward. In 2019, the Advantage program, it's so much more than just rewarding people for X flights that they take. How do you describe, you know, you have over 600 employees. You're running a massive business within the airline. I sometimes joke and say they're not frequent flyer programs anymore. They're frequent spender programs or frequent buyer programs. How do you think the Advantage program is today versus when it first started? You know, I love the question because so much about this industry has evolved dramatically over the last couple of decades. And now that I think the evolution is, is set to even accelerate. And really at the heart of it, I think, is these, this wonderful, wonderful program, in this case, the Advantage program, which is really proven, not necessarily identified back then, but certainly now, as this means to engage loyal customers and how you can keep this relationship going through the program. And you do that in part through flying and how that is in terms of their personal and professional needs. And then how you may engage further, yes, in the more commercial capacity that requires spend. It might be on a credit card or a hotel stay or a car rental, but a way to do that to keep engagement of customers. Because to me, it's not just about being a customer. It's about being an engaged and loyal customer to your brand. 
when we think about advantage over the last several years, you know, there have been like the other major airlines, you know, rewarding flyers based on how much they spend, adding in elite qualifying tiers. I know a lot of people in the frequent flyer community were very upset about that. This is the end of the programs, but it hasn't quite been that, has it? From your perspective, like how have these new changes that reward, frankly, higher spenders and the changes and upgrades and things like that, how has the program changed in the last three years or four years, would you say? So that's right, Brian. So, you know, we, we all had programs that had been set a bit ago. And during that period of time from when they were initially designed to really the airline models we were all running, lots had changed. And yet the programs were still pretty static in their design. So, you know, a few years ago, you saw this introduction of some sort of minimum on the revenue side. And, you know, folks thought, oh, gosh, you know, I'm not being rewarded for my time. What we found is not only did our customers stay with us, the size of our elite population grew quite handsomely. And so, you know, I can only I only can only describe it on what we're seeing through the data, through the actual behaviors of our customers. And so I would conclude it's it's all worked out for all the parties. Um, and so, you know, on the upgrade side, a lot of that really was the result of feedback we had received from customers. You know, we had had a really a time-stamped approach to this, right? Mm -hmm. And so those who may have been able to book travel further out, for whatever reason, were actually rewarded in the queue for the upgrade. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have a lot of our high-value customers who booked pretty close to departure. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I never book in advance because I know my travel will always change. That's right. So you have a fair booking even within their upgrade window. And really, they were kind of cut out from the opportunity. So we really felt the need and obligation to action that feedback from these customers. And then we moved to something that's much more reflective of relative value of our customers over a rolling 12-month period of time. I think one of the other big things that has happened is like the multi-billion dollar investment of most of the major airlines in the product, right? So, you know, lie flat seats, there was real value there and put into the product. And then, frankly, people have started paying more for those seats, which I think 10 years ago when I first started the Point Sky, you know, upgrades, I don't know what the percentages were per airline, but a lot, especially domestically, a ton of people, most of those flights or a lot of those people on those planes were, were getting elite upgrades. And um, do you feel squeezed running the loyalty program now that there are more people paying for those seats, you know, to deliver on that promise to the members? I think we're in a good spot, actually. You know, we've got, first and foremost, these are seats that are for purchase, right? And really, the proposition has always been that if they should not prove to be sold, that they're really they're provided to those customers who have earned the benefit of the upgrade through consolidating their travel with American Airlines. And so while in certain cases, really, there's more demand than there is supply of remaining seats without any argument, we feel like we're getting an ever better balance on being able to the direct purchase by customers because, candidly, I get a lot of feedback when we're sold out in the premium cabin and the customer's like, I just want to buy it, mm -hmm. and there's nothing available alongside those who would have loved to have upgraded, and it just wasn't their mm -hmm. turn this time. But when I look at results of upgrades, Brian, it remains quite lofty on success rates mm -hmm. across all of our tiers. You know, I'm an executive platinum, and one thing I do here talking to exec plats is, you know, the system-wide upgrades and being able to use them. And, you know, we just saw United, uh, we just had Luke Bondar on this podcast the day they announced plus points, which gives, you know, if you want to use double the amount of points now, you can confirm in advance. I would think, you know, for exec plots, confirming in advance is a top priority and people have seen the availability in advance kind of dry up. Is that something that's going to change or what's your, what are your insights on the exec plot like system-wide? So I, I offer you this, that 
upgrades have really been a benefit that really have outpunched their weight. They really are attractive and motivating to our customers. And so for our system-wide, they are um, quite different and in, in industry-leading, really, in their design, and that, you know, they may be available as soon as you book them, and all fair class types are eligible for the upgrade. And alongside that, if you wish or choose to, you may bestow that upon mm -hmm. anyone. And so we like the fact that they are transferable. So, you know, for us, um, because of the importance of upgrades and how customers really do enjoy them, even expect them, you know, we're always underway with, you know, how should we be thinking about mm -hmm. this? Um, again, as the airline model itself continues to evolve, because we want to make sure we create a space for customers to get excited and motivated about. And we want to make sure we don't um, mismanage any sort of expectations alongside that. All right, we're going to take a quick break now. I'll see you right after we hear from our sponsors. um, what I would offer to you, as we just concluded talking a bit about elites and upgrades, this is the one element of the program that transcends your status in the program, right? Redemption is the broadest value proposition that we offer. And um, I just represent to you, we take that very seriously. Mm -hmm. So we have been offering for a bit now an opportunity when the price in miles is less than the published price, so the mile saver or the anytime. Whenever that calculated price is less than either of those two published price points, it renders on AA.com for purchase. And we are now um, system-wide in our main cabin with this type of pricing. And I'm delighted to share with you great uptake by our customers. On average, the price per ticket in miles is less than our published prices. So we're, we're viewing this as a success for our customers and their use of it, it would reflect that too. Now, American Miles, I know you protect them. You know, United, you can transfer in from Chase. Delta, you can transfer in from Amex. People always ask me, when is, you know, cities in bed with AA? Why doesn't AA, you know, transfer from the City Thank You program? Has, is, is that on the table? You know, it's not part of our plan. As we sit here today, we're very satisfied and pleased by having a direct relationship with our customers on their using their Advantage miles to buy travel on American Airlines. Um, and, and there you have it. There's yeah. really not much more to it. But, yeah, we recognize that we are a bit different in the industry. Yeah, makes sense. And switching to credit cards for a little bit. So historically, U.S. Airways was with Barclays. 
AA has been with City for many years. And when, you know, the merger went through, everyone thought that, you know, Barclays would just go out the window. But instead, you guys created these aviator products. So you were kind of dual issued. Is that the long-term plan? Or how do you, as the head of the program, look at the aviator cards are this and our City cards are that? Is there a distinction? So what we look at is what is going to be relevant to our customers, right? While the travel part of this is quite common, what they may be looking for to enhance their day of travel experiences or their spending experiences are as diverse as they are. But really the idea of having two different issuers really reflects on their strengths, right, in marketing. So you'll see City in more of the digital and direct mail and the Admirals Club type marketing channels. And with Barclays, you'll see them in flight and Mm -hmm. uh, various areas of the airport and that early plays to the respective marketing strengths. Um, then you think about the card proposition themselves, you know, with City, the City Advantage card really has um, gone deeper on really spend categories that have proven to be relevant to our customers based on feedback and their spending behavior. And then with Barclays, it's really more of a day of travel or travel related. So you'll see things about companion certificates or Wi-Fi discounts or in-flight food and beverage discounts. So together, they're a wonderful combination and then it'll just present it to the customer that they make the right decision for themselves. I actually was thinking about this on the plane yesterday because, you you know, on most airlines these days, you'll hear the uh, offers to get a credit card in flight. Obviously, going to thepointsguy.com is where everyone gets their credit card. But how do you market, like, the offers that change in flight or in the airport or in the lounge? I, I remember there was a time when there was a 100,000-point exec offer in the lounge. Where is the best place or the best time in those channels to get an offer, or does it just change all the time? Yeah, I I wouldn't offer there's any sort of seasonality or cyclicality to it. <laughs> I mean, it's just really where we are at a moment in time. And, you know, we recognize we have to be competitive and we have to be broadly competitive, right? You know, we've got to be running a great airline. We've got to be flying to a lot of places. We have to have a great in-flight experience, pre-flight experience, post-flight experience. All that comes into play to then have folks say, you know what, I actually want to extend my experience with you by taking up one of your credit cards. So, you know, all that's in the mix alongside what might be the welcome offer of Mm -hmm. so many Advantage Miles. Let's talk about like the habits. So today versus maybe 10 years ago, like are people still redeeming mostly for domestic coach flights or have you seen changing in consumer habits and what Advantage members are redeeming for these days? What I see is a lot of stability that, you know, it's a self-selection, right? You select into a travel program and despite having a host of other smaller redemption level items, the redemption of miles for a main cabin seat remain the most popular. Upgrades are also very popular. And then you have at a lesser degree car hotel mm-hmm. and gift cards. I see a lot of loyalty programs doing experiences. And I know you got, I've actually been to some of your cardholder experiences uh, on the city card. The Madonna concert in LA was fun a couple of years ago. Behind this, we were like behind, underneath the stage. It was kind of cool. But do you see that as a big trend for Advantage, offering more and more non-flight redemptions? Um, You'll see us focus on those types of experiences or activities that would complement the travel. We still find that there is a lot of steadfast focus by our members that they are in this for travel-related experiences, and we're going to deliver against that. Actually, let's just start with the Hyatt partnership, which was a big thing in 2019. For our listeners at home who don't know it, and I will probably mess it up, how do you describe your partnership with Hyatt and why are you doing it with the hotel? So we deepened our bilateral relationship with Hyatt early 
earlier this year, whereby Advantage members can not only earn Advantage miles flying on American Airlines, but when they stay at uh, Hyatt, they will earn Advantage miles and eligible properties. And then for World of Hyatt members, while they stay at Hyatt, they earn World of Hyatt points. When they fly on American Airlines, they will earn World of Hyatt points. So really, the cross-exchange of currencies between the two companies. Then alongside that, select members of the elite programs can challenge for a comparable status within the respective organizations. And, you know, so far, so good. We've been very pleased. Do you foresee on the redemption side being able to redeem, you know, 20,000 Advantage miles for a night at a top Hyatt hotel? So, you know, I would offer that we're in conversations about what more can we do together. Just don't have any comments for you here today. Makes sense. Let's think about partners. You know, One World is a great alliance for some areas, you know, not the biggest alliance out there. We see a lot of other partnerships. Virgin has something special with Delta. Advantage, you team up with Etihad, for example, as a one other partner. Are you actively searching to add more partners into the to the network, or is that not a big priority right now? That's a great question, and that is actually handled by my colleague Vasu Raja, who I know you've oh, met. Yeah. I should have asked him when yes. he was on this podcast. Yeah, he's your guy. But I will tell you, it's it's an awesome extension of the program having that network of brands that our customers can earn and redeem on within the Advantage program. So American has the Concierge Key program, which is the invite-only. There's no published rules for it, but in general, it's a spend-based program, from what I understand, to reward your top customers. Um, how do you describe the, the concierge key program? And I know recently with flagship lounges, some concierge key members have been invited to do dining at certain times, and there are sometimes transfers and Cadillacs on the tarmac. What can you tell us about concierge key? So, you know, we stood up several years ago, and I would offer there's a whole host of attributes that are considered or reasons that we consider uh, when a customer is invited to be a part of concierge key. And what we really are striving to do is deliver a very heightened experience for the customer all through all through the travel journey, right? On the front side, day of travel, on the back side, et cetera. And we do that through high touch and technology in combination. And so we wish to make sure that the customer has as easy and as seamless as possible of an experience. And we have staff that is there to help accommodate for that. So our premium guest services, for example, are the folks that are either meeting our concierge key at the gate or taking our concierge key by Cadillac when there is um, constraint on their time. And we're really looking to make sure they make their connections because something big is always waiting on the other side of that. And we are doing our part to make sure our customers realize that. So, you know, we've got a lot of things that we do on day of travel that we make sure that the customer makes what they are striving to make. And again, I think we do Mm -hmm. outstanding job and interact with concierge key customers as a daily routine. And they are helping us every day make the better program that we can be. What's coming down the pike in 2020 for Advantage? What should we be looking out for? So I would offer to you what we are prioritizing is how do we make it as easy as possible for our customers to participate in the program? both on earning and redeeming their miles. And we've got a lot of things underway. We talked a bit about redemption on the earn side. We've just completed something with MasterCard that gives you a whole new shopping mall that mm -hmm. is really it's targeted on more everyday spend. Mm -hmm. You put your city or your Barclays card in one time, one point click enrollment, and thereafter the brands that participate, you can earn miles both online and offline. 
super simple. So just one example of what I mean by ease on the earn side. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think there are so many ways people's, you know, credit card or flying. Yes, those are very popular ways, but there are so many, you know, I actually shop advantageeshopping.com. People don't realize you just put your Advantage number in. It puts a cookie on your computer. I like shopping at Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom, and they're often 10 miles per dollar spent. And I'm getting two cents or more. I mean, usually when I redeem my AA miles, I'm getting huge value. So that's like a 20% back on on merchandise that is never discounted. Um, is the online shopping... It, a big opportunity you think people should be signing up for? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the brands that we partner with through the eShopping Mall and through the Simply Malls are just outstanding. And our consumers are shopping them already. So why not add the Advantage Mall to it as well? I mean, it is one more step in the process for the eShopping. But again, once you sign it up and on Simply Malls, you're set to go. But it really is, we got to meet our customers where they want to be met. we got to make it easy. So that's one of our tenants. Personalized. We want to ensure that we are interacting with you in the most relevant way possible. And what we also find is that when we are demonstrating to the customers that we smartly are serving up offers to them or interacting with them in a way that matters to them, they get ever more loyal and trusting of what we are always going to be putting in front of them. And the last part you should see is that we're continuing to make sure the value exchange is out there for our customers where they want it to be. So we're going to deliver underlying value relevant to our customers for their participation in our program. American is interesting and award availability may not be available on one route, but with married segments, right? So if you want to go Miami, Dallas, it's not available, but Miami, Dallas, Phoenix would be available as a saver level award. Can you just explain a little bit of the, the logic behind that married segment pricing for award availability? Certainly. So what we find in this example, the customer wants to go to Phoenix from Miami. And there are instances where everything we can see would have demand on the nonstop just going out super full. But we want to make sure that the customer is realizing value from participating in the program. And so while the nonstop may not work, we do have means doing a one-stop, and in this example, mm-hmm. over Dallas, that affords the customer the opportunity to start where they want to start and end where they want to end and using their advantage model. So we see a lot of great success with it. And yes, there's instances where you can go nonstop and there's instances where you'll go one stop. If someone in Miami just wanted to do Miami Dallas, that one leg wouldn't be available. But if you add that Phoenix leg, it does become available. You know, like, yeah. I guess. So I was thinking about it more from yeah. an origin and destination yeah. perspective that Phoenix is the end game yeah. and, and can't go nonstop. So in the married segment, you know, we'll have to put you in touch with revenue management on that. Got it. Okay. Interesting. All right. So what is your favorite AA route to fly? So I am crazy about Peru. I have never been to Peru. Oh, my gosh. What do you love about Peru? I'm just in awe of, one, the, the just the energy and the buzz that Alima has become, mm-hmm. and then just the grandness of what was the Inca um, period in history. And not just Machu Picchu and the Secret Valley, which are extraordinary, but, you know, we've spent time in Arequipa and the Colca Canyon, which are just breathtaking. It's on my list. I was supposed to go to Peru in 2019. Things got busy, but I just told my parents as they're, uh, I try to travel with them once a year that we're going to do Machu Picchu Mm -hmm. next year. So I will be hitting you up for tips. Final question. You're flying. You can either choose window or aisle. Which do you prefer? I most always take the aisle, both in the premium cabin and the main cabin. And that's because I really want the opportunity to get up and engage with the flight attendants. 
you know, I'm, I'm caring for the Barclays portfolio and a lot of our flight attendants participate in our in-flight marketing programs. And I really appreciate the opportunity to engage with them and ask them for their feedback on how they think it's going. And I just find it an exceptional use of time that I think we all get something out of it. Amazing. Bridget Blaze Shemai, thank you so much for joining us today and giving some insight into the program. And as a loyal executive plat member and someone who I've been able to travel around the world in the front of the plane uh, on my advantage miles, thank you so much for, for running an amazing program. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Brian, very much. That's it for this episode of Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, the Points Guy. And a huge thanks to Bridget Blaze Shumai, the head of the Advantage program at American Airlines. And also huge thanks to the best podcast team in the biz, Margaret Kelly and Caroline Shagrin, and to my amazing assistant, Christy Matsui. That's it for this episode. Safe travels, everyone.